Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Thank you, crowd, for joining again. Today, I'm super excited because I am speaking with a young entrepreneur. And by young, I mean he's younger than me. So all entrepreneurs younger than me are young. Mr. Ron Hauser has joined us today. He is the co-founder and creator of the Lullaby Vibes Travel Towel. If you haven't heard about it, you know, likely you may have missed a boat on Kickstarter, but it's going to be over on Indiegogo. This is a Berlin-based startup that is truly looking to disrupt the industry with their innovative travel towels, which focus on sustainability, which we can all believe in, as well as the creativity and performance side of towels. So this towel is really unique. Uh, I'm super stoked to have been able to work on this campaign at Inventus. Uh, It's made from 17 different recycled plastic bottles, all packed into one. Uh, And it's just an amazing towel. Uh, Truly reimagined, you know, the eco-friendly towel um, for all of your daily adventures, whether it be the beach or everywhere else you go. So, Mr. Ron Hauser, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much, Roy, for having us. Uh, and thanks for that great introduction as well. It was a little long-winded, but I'm really excited about this because uh, I think the crowd's going to you know, appreciate your, your backstory. So let's just dive into it and talk to the audience a little bit about your background and what led you to being an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely. Hi, everyone. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ron. I'm one of the co-founders uh, of Lullavibes. Uh, as Roy mentioned, uh, we are a startup based in Berlin, uh, made up of a team of four friends uh, who came together, uh, you know, to create this Lullavibes travel towel, uh, which is an eco-friendly towel really designed for, you know, all your travels, uh, adventures, outdoor activities. And the story behind it, or a little bit of a background uh, behind how, how it came about. Uh, so I've been in the accounting and consulting industry um, for the last few years, five to six years. And it was really during those five to six years where I... Uh, developed, you know, the motivation, ambition, uh, and I think also the confidence to to finally get into entrepreneurship. You know, I always had this drive in me to build a business, but I think I needed that push, let's say, uh, maybe that confidence to just say, you know, let's just let's just go for it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that, that there's always going to be a first time. So, so I think that was really the push. And in terms of the idea, um, so in September 2021, so you know, nine, ten months ago, uh, I was on a beach vacation in Spain for a week. I'm a big traveler. I think travel is a big part of my life. Also when I was a child, uh, as well as up to this day. And I typically have to say, I typically don't bring any towel, beach towel, travel towel with me on vacation, simply because, you know, they're bulky, take up a lot of space, many of which actually don't even fully dry until the vacation is over. I'm sure we've all had that. And and in today's travel world, I think it's also, you know, uh, with with airlines and stuff like that, weight, baggage is is a big topic. Uh, also in terms of prices. So we had this click, I had this click, I think I was brainstorming at the beach uh, at the time. Uh, not only that, I, I also brought a towel on the first day to the beach. Uh, you know, one of those cheap towels that are extremely bulky, f- get completely sandy. 
And uh, yeah, I was brainstorming at the beach, finally came up, you know, with this idea of why not create a beach towel or a travel towel in the sense uh, that is both light, quick dry, compact, something that you can quickly, you know, fold up, pack small, put in your bag, whether it's your, your suitcase or luggage, and bring it with you on all your travels, adventures, outdoor activities, the pool, whatever it is that you, that you really want to bring your towel, towel with, uh, with you. And I gotta say, uh, we didn't just want to create any, any towel. Uh, we wanted super cool towels that people would be excited to show off, excited to bring with them to, to their travels, you know, excited to you know, whip out of their bags and lay on the, on, on the sand. And we did that by collaborating with independent artists around the world uh, to create these unique and eye-catching um, eye towel designs. And I'm happy to talk about the, the design concept uh, in a moment as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so I just went on a trip recently and I had to find a, a towel because, you know, again, there, there wasn't going to be one there, right? We were off the grid. And it was really unique kind of going through Amazon for the first time to see, you know, towel technology and how it's changed. And I'm searching through and there's no towels that are sustainable whatsoever. Like they're all just cheap fabrics, lightweight fabrics, just, you know, compact and convenient, but not eco-friendly. So that's why I thought this was just a fresher breath air to see that, you know, new innovative companies like yours are utilizing and are focusing on sustainability to begin with, not as an after effect as a nice to have, right? That is at the forefront of what you were able to create. And I just think that's great that you, you know, had that uh, initial focus of the company and the brand itself. But then also tying in the creative nature of, you know, creators, if you will, in the world and designers to make these inspirational designs that no one else has seen before. So how did you decide to, to marry those two pieces together? So, so I got I to gotta say, the design concept actually came first. The design concept came in the beginning, where when we were researching uh, different towels, different competitors, uh, you know, checking the market, we were looking for what would make us different as a startup compared to other, let's say, towel companies besides all these features that we have, quick dry and sand free. Uh, and we thought that design would be one of those differentiators compared to, to other uh, competitors, simply because I think that we all agree the towel design or just the standard beach towel design is very generic. And to be fair, also kind of ugly. So we kind of wanted to make, uh, you know, take, a step, take it a step further, be a little bit more bold, create a few more, you know, let's call them statement-like designs, you know, something that catches your eye and something that people would have fun, fun with, right? Something that you would, you know, be happy to take out, same way as, you know, choosing your clothes. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how the, how the design concept came about. That was kind of first. And the sustainability part also came about in those few days that we were, that I was in, in Spain. Like I said, I, I travel a lot and I got to see a lot of places. And something that is becoming more and more apparent, especially if you, you know, travel to different cities, beach cities, or revisit cities, is the accumulation of plastic, especially in beaches or in oceans. It's, it's quite a frustrating sight. It happened in Spain as well. It is a place that I revisit quite often. And I have to say that over the last two years, it, it was the first time where you really noticed that it's maybe not only plastic waste, but just garbage in general. And that's kind of where it was like, you know what? It would be actually very cool and a great idea if we could take these plastic bottles and just plastic waste maybe in general and turn that into, let's say, in our case, it would be the towel. And that's kind of how, how the sustainability part 
making the tiles out of recycled plastic came about. Amazing. So how'd you come up with the company name? <laughs> this is a funny question. Um, so as soon as I returned from vacation, I called a good friend of mine. His name is Zabi. He's the other co-founder uh, of Lullavibes. Um, he lives in, in, in London, talked about quickly about the towel and made from recycled plastic. And he immediately that day booked a flight from London to Berlin just to come for the day to discuss about this business idea. And that day, I have to say, we went through quite a few names uh, for the business. Uh, the, the way it came with Lullavibes is we were thinking about, you know, the ocean, like the waves, something calm. And we kind of came up with, uh, you know, we wanted to, to use the word vibes in, in the name somehow. And we thought what could fit with vibes. So we decided to use the word lull, which is basically, you know, the calm before the wave yep. hits. So we kind of put it together and lullabies came out of it. Lullabies and lullabies. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about the design process in terms of the features. And you have so many features, in, including in the towel. How did you go about as a first time founder to launch something and then go through that education process of what was possible, what wasn't possible, and then finding a manufacturer to be able to put all of those elements together? Right. So uh, as I, I would say, as a first time, as a first time creator, it, there's a big learning curve. No doubt about it. I have to say that the most important thing before you start anything is do your research. I mean, besides that, of course, uh, you have to love what you're going to create. I think that's, uh, that's very important. You need to be able to you know, believe in your product. The entrepreneur journey is not always ups. There are downs. And Lots of them. Exactly. Yes. And you know, <laughs> believing in your product is what's going to keep you going, especially during those, those down, downers, let's say. So yeah, so it's a lot of research, you know, especially with the manufacturer part. In our case, the first thing besides uh, the market research and, and research like that is finding a manufacturer who can actually put all those features that we want together. And on top of that, uh, also made from sustainable or recycled material and also good printing. The printing for us was very important because we're trying to make designs that stand out. And it was very difficult for us to find a manufacturer who was making it from recycled materials, but at the same time, the print is high quality enough. So it is a lot of testing, ordering samples. You know, if you, know, if you can get multiple samples, uh, which we would highly suggest is also to give out those sam samples to friends, family, even strangers, I would suggest, because they have maybe a different, a different viewpoint on it. And slowly, slowly building from the feedback, a product that you know that your customer would also love. And it is a lot of, you know, testing, trial and error. Uh, in our case, you know, we got in touch with five to six different manufacturers in order to find the manufacturer where, who can put all those together. And I have to say, I mean, many of them didn't manage, but eventually after, you know, you, you really have to dig deep in order to find these manufacturers. I think it's not easy to find manufacturers, especially on Google. These people are not showing up on the first page, second page, third page. Sometimes you have to go on the 15th page, maybe 20th page to find some, some uh, manufacturers. So it's a lot of research, a lot of testing. And uh, quite frankly, uh, yeah, you, you really do need to believe in the product and business, project, product, uh, because, uh, yeah, it, it can get, you know, sometimes there are things that can demotivate you. But, you know, believing in why you're doing it and, you know, what the end game is, uh, you know, keeps you going. 
Absolutely. I mean, my, my hat is off to you. It's already off, but my hat is off to you for the fact that you were able to go from ideation to launch within nine months with working product, prototypes, video, all of that. That is not typical in the crowdfunding space. So for all the listeners out there, you know, uh, Ron has skyrocketed this thing to, to fast fame, um, you know, with the campaign just now, you know, over, over the next week coming to a conclusion, but with hundreds of backers, almost $20,000 raised, it's great to see how quickly you were able to go from something that became a passion project, an idea, made it, manufactured it, marketed it, launched it, and now it's going to ship, you know, sooner later this year. It's amazing how quickly you've done that. So with, with that being said, Let's jump into the crowdfunding campaign, which is concluding here quickly. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, you know, I, I always love to hear what was your first experience with crowdfunding and what made you choose Kickstarter to launch your idea on? Right. So I think we had a little bit of a different journey because we founded a company in September and with a plan to get straight into e-commerce and straight into our online store by this summer. So in July, uh, August 2022. But in February 2022, uh, we had a b- brainstorming session and discussion with the, with the team. And we wanted actually to, you know, we thought we should take advantage of some sort of maybe pre-launch, pre-order, so- something that can kind of create some hype before we officially launch. Now, us coming from, from Europe, I have to say, I, I know that Kickstarter is, is big in the US. It's big in, in many countries. But I think in Europe, maybe it's not yet at that stage. Uh, so I have to, to be honest, uh, I, I knew from Kickstarter because I watch, uh, I have to say, Shark Tank a lot. And I know there are a lot of you know, companies go on there that you know, talk about their, their, how they started with Kickstarter. Uh, but a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the team didn't know what Kickstarter was, um, even crowdfunding. Uh, I think crowdfunding in Europe is, is, is not as big as, 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 as in North America. So we decided in February 2022, did a lot of research on Kickstarter you know, for weeks and built a plan of how can we... Before we launch on a website, how can we launch a one-month Kickstarter campaign or crowdfunding campaign, almost also as a pre-launch, as a pre-order, also you know to you know engage with the crowdfunding community, and uh, yeah, we came we came with Kickstarter because I think the main reason is that it has a little bit of a bigger database, uh, also when it comes to to Europe, and for us, uh, we thought that for our product. Uh, it may also because it's you know creativity and stuff like that. Uh, it may you know suit our uh, our project or campaign. And yeah, I mean it was a, we did everything from February until end of February until May 15. It was a tough two and a half months. Um, I also have to say that it's probably one of the most rewarding experiences uh, so far, especially in my career. That's that's for sure uh, because right. we did everything in house. I mean you know we, there was no outsourcing. Everything was done from scratch within our own team, you know, everything from the videos to the pictures to, to the presentation to, you know, the script even for the video and, and the email building list for the prep. So, yeah, I mean, it's for us as first-time creators who have had no experience with crowdfunding, uh, I would give it to, to the research that we did in the beginning because there's a lot of things that you would have never thought that might have been important for crowdfunding. Uh, it's a completely different universe, really. It's a... You know, also the people that are on there. Uh, if you think that you can, you know, just take a, a standard picture ad and put it on Facebook and, and target like a normal e-commerce store, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's not really going to work. So there is a lot to it. It is a science. 
So definitely the research is a big part uh, before you start anything. Absolutely. So what's one nugget of wisdom that you would pass on to a first time founder that's looking to launch their campaign this summer? Okay, so um, number one, I would probably say, besides the research, start early. And I'm talking, you know, we did it in two and a, two and a half months, three months. Uh, but I think that I would have preferred to have another month or two, especially for, you know, building some sort of hype or community around your product, creating some people or already a, a beginner's list of people who will definitely back you, who support you, who are, you know, believe in your, in your project, in you as well, maybe as an entrepreneur. So yeah, definitely start early, do your research. And if there was something that you should definitely spend time on and, uh, you know, also money in that case, I know in crowdfunding, you know, you, capital, people say that you don't really need capital and stuff, which is true, but you do need some if you want to, you know, get to the next level. And I would suggest for video, Kickstarter video is huge because I think most people, you know, go on your project page, your video is right there, they click on it and that's how they make the decision. Uh, some people might also scroll through your, through your presentation. So if there's one thing that you should spend some time on, you know, watch other Kickstarter videos. We watched hundreds, really hundreds and hundreds to see what Kickstarter videos are. In the beginning, we thought, you know, it was some standard video, but it's not. Uh, it has a, a certain a flow to it. Um, yeah. so, so definitely do your research on the video and, and spend some time on, on the video. Amazing, Ron. Well, listen, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good Perfect. to go? Perfect. Yep. All right. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Oh, good question. Um, I think there are a few things. So I'm a, I'm a very results driven person, um, I have to say. Uh, I get very motivated by results, seeing progress, even seeing things come together or become better. I think it's, you know, the building something from nothing aspect. Uh, that kind of, you know, motivates me and, and inspires me to, to do better. Uh, but it's not only in terms of like product and services, uh, but building maybe an awesome team, community, uh, you know, those who are behind the business, super excited about what the company does, also excited about what they do, maybe as workers or as employees. And I think it's also like to have an, kind of an impact on people around you, both customers and, uh, you know, your team, whether it's employees, workers or, or, or whatnot. I think it's very rewarding, you know, to see customers or, you know, people you work with smile because they like what you do or they like, you know, their day at the office. And I think what comes with that maybe is also, the, you know, the ability to have more freedom, not being restricted to do the same task each day. Because, and I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Each day is different. And you do encounter things that you would have never encountered otherwise. Uh, and there's a big learning curve. Uh, I think it's, it's a big personal development step, kind of. Um, but it's part of the journey. Absolutely. So if you were, if you had the ability to meet one entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to go down on the beach with and share a Lullabies towel with? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if this is cliche, but I do have to say uh, I, f I would love to pick the brain of Elon Musk. I think he's a fascinating individual in the terms of, you know, just his businesses and how he's trying to have an, a real impact on the world. Not just whatever impact, but something that is kind of revolutionary, something completely different. Uh, and how, he, how he's able to, you know, uh, he has a few, a few ventures, obviously, a few businesses, and how he's able to, to manage 
all those businesses that are all, you know, they're doing quite well. Uh, I think it's quite, it's quite fascinating. And I wouldn't, would definitely think it would be an interesting talk just to see how he thinks, you know, what makes his brain click. Uh, I yeah. think that, that would be really interesting. He's uh, mentioned quite frequently on the show. So I'll, I'll let everyone know once he's finally a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would have been your first question for him though? Oh, mm, I think, I think maybe what were the biggest challenges in your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial life and how were you able to overcome these challenges i think you can learn a lot about the way you know successful people think by the way they you know overcome and adapt uh, to certain situations uh, or challenges failures so that's that that would be very interesting but also maybe you know as an entrepreneur who, who who's doing so many different things what advice would you give to someone on how to balance for example work and personal life I think that's also quite interesting to see what, you know, what these big successful entrepreneurs and how they deal with that. Sure. What's, uh, what's one book you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, wow. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to say, I haven't uh, read a book in quite a few months, especially since this campaign and journey sure. has taken off. But I do have a list right now and a few books laying down uh, in my bedroom. And one of them is uh, the subtle art, not uh, the uh, what is it called? Yeah, Mark uh, Manson. Exactly, subtle art, the subtle art of not giving a, a damn. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's on my desk, and I would love to read it. I know it's a short read, but I think I heard great things. So um, that will be my next book as soon as I think this campaign is probably probably over. Nice. I've met Mark. He's a great dude. Oh yeah. Uh, awesome. Next question. You only got two left. You're doing great. What advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their new product? Uh, first, find something that you, that you love, that you really love. Something that you, you, know, you look forward to working on uh, when you wake up in the morning. And also during all the downs, like I mentioned. I think that's very important. Uh, you must, first and foremost, I think, believe in your product and what you're doing. And then after that, I would say, just don't be afraid. Go for it. And once you go for it, just stick to it. And I think maintaining is very important. Some people start, uh, you know, one month, two months, super excited, three months, and then slowly, slowly, uh, you know, either you lose interest or maybe uh, something happened where you're like, oh, it doesn't, it's not going to work. So it's very important to just stick to it and maintain because, you know, it's not only about, you know, coming up with a product, but, you know, maintaining, for example, if you have social media uh, accounts, continue posting every day you know, continue with your routine. It will all come together eventually. And it's definitely a, a rewarding, um, I think a rewarding feeling also uh, at the end of it. So That's don't be afraid, good. just go for it. Um, if I can do it, you guys can all do it as well. There we go. Last question. And I know you just launched and are finishing up your first crowdfunding campaign. So I'm very interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I think I think crowdfunding is definitely here to stay, no doubt. Um, I have to say, I, I wasn't so into the crowdfunding before uh, before I started with the Kickstarter. So for for me, it was a it was a big learning curve, but it made me realize that this is definitely a great and also I get I think proven concept. You know that provides platform for you know entrepreneurs or or any creators, creative people who want to to create an awesome product or or, or project and share it with you know crowd first. Firstly, the crowdfunding community, you know, those people that uh, will support and back you and also the world. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't pursue opportunities because they think because they don't have money, for example, as well, because they don't have capital. 
They don't think that they, you know, they have the means to, to get to it. So I think crowdfunding really takes a step to eliminate a little bit this, this challenge, let's say, in a way, uh, you know, by allowing you to present projects without necessarily having yet, you know, let's say inventory uh, or full on business. So I think, uh, I think it's definitely here to stay. I think it also gets, it's a great platform, you know, to get valuable feedback and comments about your products and your project. Um, you know, the crowdfunding community is very happy to, you know, tell them, tell you what you think, what they think and how you can improve, what you can do better, maybe what you can remove or, or, or whatnot. And, you know, it gives you at the end of the day, I think a, ch a chance to, to review whether, you know, there's demand for your product uh, and if it would work. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you need thousands and thousands of backers in order for it right. to work. Right. So it's just, I think it's, it's really, uh, it gives people, it opens up opportunities to people who may otherwise not have that opportunity. So I think it's, it's very, uh, it's definitely here to stay and I'm for it. And, you know, I, I'm definitely already thinking about, uh, you know, the next crowdfunding campaign when, whenever that will be. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see that. This has been amazing. Ron, this is your opportunity now to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. Awesome. Thanks, Roy. Everyone, if you've got a trip, vacation, or adventure planned for your summer this year, make sure to check out the Lullabibes Travel Towel on Indiegogo On Demand. It's made from recycled plastic and packed with 10 amazing features. Lullabibes is definitely a travel must-have. Super, it's super light, dries two to three times faster than a standard towel. It packs small, even comes with a travel pouch, is multi-use and designed with sand-free fabric. So go check it out and help us save the planet one towel at a time. Amazing. Ron, thank you again for being on the show. Awesome. Audience, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to the campaign, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Ron, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you so much, Roy, for having us. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.